This is Billy Don Burns, and you're listening to Underground Opolis. <laughs> so, this is awesome. I'd like to, like to thank the festival for having us. Uh, maybe we'll bring our PA next time. <laughs> but I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to dedicate this to my wife. I took a little break, my first real break since January 20th, and now we're back. We're getting ready to work to bring you the best in the non-mainstream entertainment, as I always do. Key local announcements right now. Open mic at Dundee Tavern every Wednesday night at 2224 Dundee Road in Louisville, Kentucky. Open mic every Wednesday night from 7 to 10. The host looks a whole lot like me. I've actually had a few entertainers now stop in on the road. So if you're a DIY traveling musician, touring artist, and you need a place to play at on Wednesday night, stop on in there. The tips have been great, and everybody's been doing real well when they stop in there. I love having traveling musicians come in. And open mic at 21st in Germantown is still every Sunday night with your host, my buddy, local comedian, Uncool Randy. And it's not just a comedy open mic. There's musicians, there's comedians, there's poets. Everything goes on there, so, and that's 1483 South Shelby Street in Louisville, Kentucky. Tonight starts our series with the Master Musicians Festival 2021, and we got a rundown of the artists here. What a fantastic weekend that was. Great event. It was my first press pass, and tonight is, is my first festival artist. Tell us who you are, where you're from. It's Arthur Hancock. I play with Wolfpin Branch, and I'm from uh, Kentucky over here. Living in Frankfurt now. How did Wolfpin Branch come together? Well, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, if not for, uh, really for COVID, the band as it is now wouldn't probably exist. Um, I uh, had taken a break from playing music, and then in uh, 2019, actually uh, December 2019, I was at a, a party, and I saw Chris Schaus there, and we both had brought our instruments, and... Um, Got into a jam, and then I convinced him to start playing some shows. And over the course of the next few months in early 2020, we uh, we picked up some good shows, and we're having fun. And, and um, thought it would be nice to have a bass player because he was playing mandolin and I was playing guitar. And then uh, we got Roddy Puckett to join us on bass. And then 
uh, over the rest of the pandemic, the band kind of evolved and now we're at the five piece that we are now. And, um, it's, it's been a, a real fun time to get to play with the band and, and get to make music. And I was glad, glad to play down at Master Musicians Festival. That was a good time. It sure was, man. man my shins were so sore when I come, when I come back home with those. <laughs> we're walk, walking to each stage all day long. <laughs> Well, you as Arthur Hancock, could you tell me, like, narrow down somebody you saw or at a concert or on TV or anything that you saw that this person is playing music and you said, you know what, I want to do that. Could you narrow down that influence? Well, real quickly, I could say um, just growing up in in the household I grew up in, there was plenty of music my dad plays music so getting to see some of his friends and I, I i'll say a seminal moment for me was uh my dad in 99 i think it was recorded uh, a, a bluegrass record of songs he had written and i got to watch firsthand uh the players on that record play and the banjo player was jd crow and um I got to watch JD play banjo in the studio like that and it wasn't a show but it was a recording session and um at that moment I knew I wanted to play bluegrass music and, and create those sounds that they were creating in the studio that day and as far as a concert goes I saw Robert Plant and the Band of Joy at Tell Your Eye Bluegrass Festival and it kind of blew me it was like a kind of a out of body experience the guy was like a superhuman or something it was incredible that was a great show you got two singles out right now is that correct you got another one coming out a song that I co-wrote with my cousin he 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 did the majority of the heavy lifting but I got to help him polish up a song called Swanee uh it comes out on August 12th and that'll be our third single as a band and um, we're excited about it. We're playing at the Station Inn on Thursday night as well, so we're gearing up to head to Nashville and play a show. And it's a great venue, and it's a you know I don't know if listeners are familiar with the Station Inn. If you're not, you should check it out. Uh, it's it's a historical and a magical place for acoustic and bluegrass music. So we're we're excited to get to play there. Do you have a particular creative process? Uh, as far as well, honestly, man, I've gotten into this whole. Uh, kind of trying to embody John Harford lately. Um, songs to me are ideas and energy and they kind of materialize when they're meant to materialize in my world at least. And I've honestly gotten really into just making up songs. So it's, it's part, part spontaneity and part, you know, contriving some lyrics. But, um, I, I think if I was to be more diligent about writing and being creative, I would probably go towards David Byrne from the Talking Heads as as kind of a an you know an idealist on how to best create music. He he starts with melody and and then kind of creates a freestyle or just a stream of consciousness word wise, and then he you know pairs that down and edits it into a song. And um, I really like that method of just kind of. Uh, you know, meditating on the melody and just writing different lyrics and piecing them together and creating a song. It's its pretty fun. But the greatest thing is playing in a band because you can write something and hear it one way and then it comes out either completely different or just the way you anticipated. When you get the other musicians you, you play with to add their own, um, you know, takes both on the melody and uh, harmony and 
groove and everything like that. That is so very true, too, man. I love collaborating. The next level is there, you know. Totally, and there's fresh ideas, and yep. it's always fun to share in music, too. I think that's what it's meant to be, is shared, so I don't get... Sometimes I write a song, and I only need a few words, and I'll go ahead and throw a co-write somebody's way, just because I can't quite get it where I want it, and most of the time they do, so... Can you tell us about your favorite show that you've played, and why? It's one of my Honestly, honestly um, so I played at the Burl in Lexington, which isn't like a huge venue or anything, but... It's like a 400-cap room, and I played there in March of 2019, and I thought it was going to be the last time I ever played really a show. And honestly, we I didn't anticipate creating a band or anything that, you know, nothing really is in the future. You never see it coming. But with the band I was with before, we had been fairly successful around the region, and I decided to hang it up because I have some health issues with my hands. But I came back to the Burl in the spring of, of 2021 with Wolfpin Branch and sold out a, a big outdoor show. Uh, so just, one, getting the opportunity to play a show because I've redeveloped kind of a technique to play music, but also uh, supported in the way we were as the first time at the Burl really out, you know, as an outdoor setup bunch of tickets and we had a big crowd on a Sunday and honestly that would probably be my favorite show I've ever played just because it was like man we can do this <laughs> or I, you know I can still do this if you're a musician you know you've put a lot of time in to get to where you are now and to think that all that passion and energy and love for music was not going to be able really to be as big a part of my life so it was a you know it was a bit of a head you know as much as it was a physical problem, there's a lot of mental losing the ability to play the banjo, which I was doing professionally. It was it was not fun. So the comeback tour, I guess. So literally every show I play now, man, is like the greatest show ever because it's, I'm getting to do it, you know, and I'm grateful. And I think a lot of musicians should try and embody that because I know we can all get self-critical or anything like that. I think we should just play and enjoy it and create and be grateful we can do it at all. That's true. That's very true. Especially with COVID. (laughs) A lot of musicians do lose grasp of that. And myself, I'm like, uh, when I hear someone better than me, and so I get real discouraged, and I'm like, man, I just suck. Well, you enjoy it. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I sure do. Here's the counter counter question. Could you share your worst, your least favorite show? (laughs) So we, uh, I played in a band called The Wooks. We played fairly far-reaching places around the country. We never went to Europe, but we you know, played in California, Utah, Montana, Colorado, New York, Texas. We've been, all, we've been around the country pretty good, and we got booked to play at a festival in Colorado in Steamboat Springs called Winter Wondergrass. And being in a traveling band, you don't really pack. At least if you're in a van with six dudes, you're trying to pack light. And we went to Steamboat Springs through a blizzard and played I think we played six sets in like three and a half days, maybe more. Maybe it was like two and a half. Maybe it was like a Friday to Sunday, and we played six sets. And I didn't get to ski, and I didn't hardly get to watch very much music because we were always like either going to another show or thinking about going to another one of the other sets we were playing. But, yeah, I, I just – honestly, now, like, I, uh, I'm pretty picky. Like, if a festival wants us to play a bunch in a short amount of time, I'd rather just play one set, get to put the – 
guitar down and go listen to some other music and visit with friends and hang out because you got to take you got to take opportunities when they come. But I, I didn't really like going to Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and not putting on a pair of skis. That was my <laughs> that wasn't very fun. <laughs> I had no idea you were playing in the woods. Yeah, man, I was the lead singer and banjo player for uh, I think three years, and then I switched to guitar uh, when I. You know, like I mentioned before, I have some, I have a condition called dystonia, focal dystonia. It's a nerve problem in my hand. So I can't play the banjo anymore, you know, standards that I had and play guitar with an abstract method, but it, it works. What did you say it's called? Focal dystonia. And is that D-Y-S-T-O, yeah, D-Y-S-T-O-N-I-A. Um, some great banjo players, uh, a lot of horn players can develop it in their mouths, like on their lips because of a, the you know intensity with which they're using those muscles. It's a performance or a you know performance injury. It's basically like the wiring to that certain movement has fried itself because it's been done so many times. And at the time that I developed it, I, I was playing you know hours and hours of banjo every day, and I played really hard and didn't use a monitor and stuff like that. It was you know it, it happens, but uh, you know all in all, I'm pretty grateful for what's going on musically play it's pushed me out of my comfort zone you know done pretending that i know anymore better left unto myself Minds are changing, but I'm stuck on the floor. All my passengers bereft. None deciding where to go and what for. On and on, but in between. Minds are changing, and I'm not. Sure, someone tell me what they mean. A little further down the line, and I find the only hope that I've got left hiding somewhere in this heart of mine. Need the I think uh, the song that I would say is most personal is I wrote it called Surface. Aaron Bebelhauser, who plays in the band Wolfpen with me, he helped co-write that, and we we recorded it. I recorded it with the Wooks, and then recorded it uh, on a solo project that I put out in 2019. I don't, you know, claim to believe that life's all roses all the time, and it's about struggling. You know, it's about depression and uh, self-doubt and things like that and I don't straight out say it in the song but I think if you listen to it you'll understand that um life you know what it's talking about and um uh, I quit drinking alcohol 10 years ago and uh you know things have been pretty damn good since then but I definitely was able to tap into the you know that's some personal stuff but I was able to 
convey that through that song, I'm pretty sure. I've had people reach out to me and say it really, you know, meant something to them, which is always really cool to hear. If you could open a show for any artist, who would that be? I would say I'd really like to open for Robert Earl Keane. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been on – I'm going to be on the same bill as him at Romp in September in Owensboro. We're playing down there. And he's on the bill. Um, I would – yeah, I've gotten to open for some cool people, but I think I'd like to play with his band, you know, with Wolfpin as an opener because it's different music and – but it's got some of the same stylings, you know, about the song. He's a, he's my favorite. I love his songwriting and I think he's a great entertainer. Where all have you performed? I've played, uh, we played in California. We played in New York City. We played in Denver. We played in Montana, uh, all over Colorado. We did a, a tour in Colorado one summer with Peter Rowan. Uh, played in Florida with Peter Rowan at Swanee. I uh, did the Telluride band competition as well as the Rocky Grass band competition in Colorado. Um, we won the Rocky Grass in 2016 and then we were, we placed in the finals in 2000, maybe 17. Uh, played in New York City, like I said, Chicago, uh, the UP, Michigan. I've never, I've never played in the, Pacific Northwest. I've never gone up into Oregon or Washington to play, but yeah, man, been 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 a lot of places. Uh, haven't played out of the country uh, much. Um, you know, we talked about going to Europe. There's some really good promoters of American music in, in the European market, but obviously all that's changed since uh, March of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, we put a lot of miles on the truck. Uh, we had a, you know, 15 passenger Ford Econoline van and. Yep, the ultimate uh, touring van. <laughs> oh man, it's a beast. And we, uh, I've, I've left, uh, you know, Denver at 8 p.m. and gotten to Kentucky the next morning a few times, you know, and just done some big hauls, drove to Montana straight a few times. I'm actually flying this Sunday. I'm flying to, to, uh, Salt Lake City and then driving to Montana for a gig. Uh, playing music for Montana Trout Stalkers and uh, Candade Foundation, which is a nonprofit we work with. And we're going up there to raise some money and fish for some trout and play some bluegrass. So it's going to be a – I got a big week week or two in front of me. What was what was the foundation? The Candade, C-A-N apostrophe D. Uh, it's, it's from uh, Longmont or Lyons, Colorado, and – they uh they do a lot of great things both in the music realm as well as in just greater good projects uh for less fortunate kids and individuals in our in our country and they uh they do a lot to support emerging musicians and uh work with artists to promote you know they do these uh great music workshops you'll you'll go to a school and the I did this a lot with the Wooks we did them we did one in Utah we did one in Colorado New York City We've done them all over in Kentucky as well. And you basically, as an artist, would go to the school and perform for the school in the auditorium and then uh, unveil this donation of musical instruments to the school. It's And, the, you know, it's really cool to get to do that. The kids get real excited and uh, play with all the instruments and dream about, you know, being a musician. And it's a great way to spread it and pay it forward. 
I'll get a link from you sometime, and I'll include it in the description for all that. Yeah, man, Candade. Uh, I think it's just Candade.org. Okay. Uh, it's a great – they got a great web page. How many instruments do you play? Honestly, at this point, I only really play the guitar. Um, I play the – I mean, I can I can play the bass for 10 minutes on a, a stand-up. You know, it'll wear you out. But right. um, I know how to play bass. That was actually the first thing I ever played. I'm not a bass player, but I played in a band in high school playing bass. And then uh, I play a little bit of fiddle. I, I picked it up a few years ago and haven't really progressed. But if someone handed me a fiddle, I could play them five or six songs. And then mandolin I can play. But, you know, losing the ability to flat pick, to hold a, a you know, rigid uh, flat pick with stringed instruments has been uh, a big loss, really, for my musicality. Um because you know, on the guitar, a lot of the soloing is all—it's all done with a flat pick, you know. And I'm—I'm um, I'm basically a rhythm guitar player now in the band that I'm in. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's—it's it's cool. Play harmonica some, and I can dabble on about anything. But it, I'm not like this guy in our band now, Aaron Beeblehauser, that I mentioned. He—he he can straight wear out like ten instruments, you know. And I kind of think I, I know him. He's from Louisville, man. He's a Louisville cat. <laughs> Dude, I kind of that name is so familiar, man. I pretty, I think I might know him. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It just no, no, not at all. I mean, I'd say I'm a I'm a guitar player that fancies himself a fiddle player sometimes, and I'm not going to go play any gigs on the fiddle, but I might take it down the down to the creek and go camping and play the fiddle. You know, I right. had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun playing for myself because it gives me the opportunity to play melodically. You know, because the right hand is just the bow. So my my left hand has you know I can fret and play chords and move my left hand just fine. So what's know. the best mu- musical advice you ever been given? Uh, play for yourself. Peter Rowan, uh, he's a great American singer songwriter. Played some really important music over the years, and he told me one time I was kind of down on what I was doing, and he said, "Look, you know, the people that care don't matter." And those that matter don't care, you know, like if you're playing music and, and I, I've taken that approach in a, in a way with a lot of the, you know, just playing music to play music, you know, it's like such a great thing. And it's, it's really, I'm trying to focus on more of it as an art form than like some sort of competition or, you know, it's, it's gotten really competitive. Bluegrass music in essence is a kind of a testosterone driven play harder and faster and cleaner than anyone kind of, you know, genre. It's like jazz. and um, I was going to say it's similar to metal. <laughs> yeah, it's like metal. It's got, um, not really. But <laughs> no, it's got, I mean, if you look what Billy Strange is doing, he's bringing a lot of metal to bluegrass. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I uh, play with energy and enjoy it, and um, hopefully people like it. Can we expect an album, a full-length album? or From Wolfpin, yeah. Wolfpin is going into the studio uh, the, later this month. We're, like I said, we're releasing our our third single on the 12th of August. Then we have we have a project available to record. We're just getting it done as we can. And But I think this fall we're hopefully going to release uh, a project, with including those three singles. But a lot of people are just doing singles now. That's why I asked. And I, I really yeah, I mean, don't think... I don't think it's a stupid idea. I think that's pretty smart, actually. I think, I, I think that's because people lose interest. So, their people's attention spans now are just 
you know, you buy an album, you list that one song, and how often do you not listen to the record? Not like us musicians, we probably listen to the to the whole album. People. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's no, you're right. I mean, I honestly, think uh, folks buy records at shows, especially the vinyl game is blowing up lately. But uh, it's backlogged so bad right now, you can't hardly really get any product. But um, I just think. I think, like, if you write a song and you play it with a band, you should go record it and you should release it. That's what I think. Because, you know, you never know when you might not be able to record that song. <laughs> we, you know, we've, we, the last, last year and a half, we've really learned that, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I'm just more about capturing the moment. and I, I like doing things as live as possible. And, you know, I don't really give a shit anymore, to be honest. I might have to mute that out. Now, you say anything you want on my show. Yeah. But, I mean, I spent, you know, and I honestly, I feel like I uh, developed dystonia, which is a performance-based, like, you know, a lot of people get it when they're preparing for, like, a big concert or a big, con- you know, con- like a professional orchestra player would get it preparing for some monumental show. And I honestly, I, I put a lot of undue pressure on myself to be like a be a better banjo player and if i could just play a forward role i'd be happy so you got anything you want to add before we wrap this up man i just say uh you know if you're if you're from kentucky uh, keep supporting the local music scenes that exist around you and the artists that make that art and uh we hope to see you at one of our shows we're we're going to play in louisville in october with uh the hot brown smackdown at zanzibar um you know, we, we, we look forward to the opportunity to keep making music. And, um, you know, we appreciate anybody wanting to talk to us about what we do. We we have a lot of fun. And, um, you know, like I said, between Roddy Puckett, Katie Penn, Aaron Bebelhauser, and Chris Schaus and myself, we, we're just grateful that master musicians and festivals like that would give us an opportunity to play. And anytime you can make music is a good time.
that is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.